Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I was joined by Kimberly Parker, who was joining me from Dallas, Texas, which was lovely. And what Kimberly knows for sure is that every bit of adversity led her to her purpose. That purpose is being a healer, and she's a counsellor, and she is CEO of Revive to Thrive Wellness Centre. She's also an educator, and she has students that she talks about too. It was such an interesting conversation because we really had to balance out that we could both see that our adversity had given us the resilience to do what we could do in our life, but balance that with the fact that when someone's sitting in adversity, it, it's almost cruel, isn't it, to say to them, oh, but one day it'll make sense because that's actually not okay, I don't think, either. So it was a really interesting conversation, one that I hope you enjoy. Kimberly, thanks so much for joining me in the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Yeah, and I can't thank you enough for getting in touch to come on and tell us what you know for sure. But before we do that, tell us a bit about you. Absolutely. So my name is Kimberly Parker. I am located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, here in Texas. I am originally from California, but I moved here about eight years ago to pursue my master's degree in counseling. Um, since then, a lot a lot has happened. So um, right now, as far as what I do, I wear a few hats. I am the CEO and a therapist at Revive to Thrive Wellness Center, which is a mental health counseling practice, and we provide services to individuals here in the state of Texas. I also supervise um, students who are currently in their master's program, and they are working on their internship and practicum experience so that they can graduate. In addition to that, I am a third-year doctoral student in a counseling uh, program where I learned to be a researcher, faculty, a clinical supervisor, and an advanced clinician. And in addition to that, um, my last role uh, right now, that is, is being a speaker and a trainer um, specifically on the topic of cultural humility and providing culturally humble care to uh, BIPOC individuals or marginalized individuals. Wow, I've never heard of cultural humility, so I'm sure that will come up as as we chat. But Kimberly, I know you've been thinking about it because you've said before we started recording that you were between a few things, but now sitting here in our authentic glory, what do you know for sure? Absolutely. So this this is definitely the, the one that tapped into like my vulnerability side for sure. What I know is that every bit of adversity that I have faced in my life has led me to my purpose and my calling of being a healer. And that is one thing that I know for sure. Wow. I mean, how long have you, I suppose, first question, how long have you known that? to be true because we can all reflect on an adversity and we all I suppose try to make the best of the hand we've been dealt Mm -hmm. I I can agree that my adversity is something we chatted about before we started recording it all brought me to this place it was a gift but it's quite a big thing if someone's sitting just now in their adversity it's quite a hard thing to say one day this will all make sense to you so how did you Mm -hmm. get there Mm Absolutely. You know, it all started to make sense to me the further and further I got into my career. Yeah. I guess I'm about six years or so in right now. 
But even like as I was on the journey of earning my my degree, I have a master's in psych, a master's in counseling. And again, I'm working on my PhD. So it's been quite a journey time wise. But I would say the the deeper I got into my studies and uh, the field, you know, what what was happening was people were sitting in front of me that had similar experiences to some of the things that I had been through. And I asked myself, like, wow, if I had never been through this, then I don't know that I would have been able to feel them and understand them mm-hmm. in the way that I do now and today. Yeah, I can so resonate with that. And, you know, we've all got different adversities and one person's adversity mm-hmm. could the same thing could have happened to someone else, but they don't feel affected by it. So I get all of that. But yeah. I believe that my resilience saved my life when I had a brain injury seven years ago would I have built that resilience had I not lost my mum when I was 13 and the other things that happened in between life if I hadn't had had that like if I hadn't healed those wounds and knew I could get through that would I have known I would get through my, my brain injury Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I can imagine, and I, I, I don't want to assume, but I can imagine that being by far the most difficult thing you've ever been through. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's almost like, well, if I can get through that, and I'm still living and I'm still going, then, you know, maybe just maybe I can get through this. And so I think, absolutely, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with like, because it's almost this concept of like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And as a trauma therapist, that is not really a saying that I go around saying no. because like people go through really horrible things and you never want to dismiss or minimize those very real and hurtful situations. And I can just only speak for myself and say all of those really not so great things, the most painful, the most hurtful, the most trying things really have contributed to who I am today and how I operate in my work as a therapist and a healer. Because it's really challenging, isn't it? Like you and I sit on the other side just now, mm-hmm. right? And we've been mm-hmm. through it. But what I would never want to do is to say to a, a woman or anyone sitting in a really yeah. hard place that someday this will make sense to you or be okay with it because it's making you stronger as if exactly. we are expecting them. There is an expectation of society that you should just put up with it. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I think so. I would have to agree with you. Like, And I think, I think there are so many reasons why messages like that are said. I think some of it's like generational, yeah. just things like people before us would say. And then I think some of that is also like based on uh, religion and spirituality, different things that are said throughout religion that speak to that message. And again, I'm not saying that I disagree with the message, but I think that it can be very insensitive yeah. and just not the right time and place to tell someone, oh, you'll be thankful for this later. Because the truth is, I can't really say that I'm thankful or grateful for all of those things exactly. that happened. Like, I would love to have a life that was unscathed and did not have, you know, the different situations that transpired to happen. Um, it's, but I, 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 yes, I think there's a time and there's a place and there's a way to go about it. And sometimes maybe it's just about, being quiet and allowing that person to make of the situation what they will make of it when they are ready to make 
sense of it in their own way. Yeah, because when people are sitting in a really hard space, I suppose I try to sit there and as best yeah. I can empathetically sit there with them as opposed to mm-hmm. my automatic response. And yes. I, I do work with my innate strengths, uh, yeah. so I use the Gallup strengths and my Mm -hmm. automatic response is to positivity to make everything better activator Mm -hmm. to change Mm -hmm. the situation Mm -hmm. let's change that situation and when i realized that i was probably getting that wrong and being very insensitive was that people need to go on that journey for themselves it's not right and it's very arrogant of me to assume that they should do it the way i think they should do it yes yes Mm -hmm. yes Absolutely. And I, I really, I really like that people do need to have the opportunity to go on the, the journey by themselves. And I think you bring up such a great point that that piece of going straight to the positive, I think as people, we do that a lot because sitting in discomfort is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you have someone crying and I mean, I, I do it for a living. So like, I, I guess I'm way more comfortable with it now. Right. But like, I think day to day, you're just not used to someone coming up and saying like, hey, I feel devastated that my parent died and maybe they're tearful or maybe they're pouring their heart out. And for a lot of people, they can't handle those big emotions, which leads to everything's going to be okay. This is working out for your good. And it's like, no, that is the last thing I want to hear when I'm pouring my heart out and I'm going through it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was a lesson I actually learned from one of my daughters who yes. said to me when I was going to the positive, it was a few years, I think it was during the pandemic, so she was a teenager, so it was tough. And I was going to the positive and she said, Mom, can you just not do that for a minute? Can you just sit with me in it? And there mm. there was like the, the great learning, the wisdom and uh, that. And then equally, yeah. when somebody is um, telling you news like, I'm mm-hmm. getting a divorce. Instead of saying, I'm sorry to hear that, because I would be sorry if I was getting divorced because I really love my husband, Uh to say, how do you feel about that? Exactly. And it's tiny changes, but I think it's a much kinder way to approach, isn't it? Absolutely. I I appreciate that so much, and because you're right. Like, we don't know how someone feels about a situation. For all we know, that person might want to have a divorce party because yeah. they're, you know, thrilled about starting a new life or something like that. And so I, I really appreciate that. And I think, again, it just shows how much we can learn from each other. Yeah. Um, what your daughter shared with you when she said, you know, can you just can you just be here with me? And most of the time I find that that's what people want. They just want you to sit there with them. Uh-huh. And it's been such a learning curve being that I've got that positivity strength very high. It's at my number two. And so I know I could literally roll a shit and glitter, quite honestly. I could make anything sound okay. And actually, I've really discovered that that's just not helpful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's helpful. Sometimes people really want my positivity. And my positivity inside my own head does me a million favours every day of the week. But I don't think it's helpful to bring it to every conversation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you because I do think, and I, I agree with you that, for some, you're, the positivity uh, might be the only light they get that day. And yeah. so for some, it's like, wow, that that really helped me to proceed with my day. So I, I don't think by any means it's bad. I think, I think it's just what does that person need in that moment? And I think it starts with that question you posed 
just a moment ago, how do you feel about it? You know, how do you need me to support you in this moment? And then that kind of can give us the green light of, do I go that more positive route? Do I just sit here? Which way do I go? Mm-hmm. And so how does that, I mean, I know it's been your studies. It's how you're living your life. How does that yeah. make you feel about as you move forward in life? And, you know, what is, if you think in the biggest term of it, like, is, what's your message to the world in this space? therefore yeah absolutely yeah I think sometimes I have like the the very real fear of like you know what will be next you know because I just think life has its way of having ups and downs so sometimes I I'm like okay I know that this is kind of the track record of life is that things happen I learn from them I grow from them so that that's just kind of a real reality for me but as far as like Something that I'd I'd want the world to know about it is, again, I don't want to minimize or dismiss anything that anyone has ever gone through. I think maybe it's not about finding gratitude through it or saying, hey, this is what it's done for me. But maybe just looking at the lesson, the lesson that maybe came out of it. What it what the situation told you about you, for example, you mentioned losing your dear mother showed you the amount of resilience that you could have in life. Of course, that was a horrible and terrible thing that happened. And it taught you something that was so invaluable that it seems like it propelled you to continue living your life. And so maybe it's more about that. It's not praising that horrible thing that happened, but looking at the lesson that came out of it and knowing that two things can equally be true, that Mm. this was extremely painful and this is what it gave me this is how it panned out and knowing both of those things can be true yeah and I think there's something as well that I would probably say to my daughters or friends is like believe in your own ability to do hard things and you can believe that it will pass and it won't always be hard and you will stand on the other side of it yes Yes, I I say those words to myself quite often, and especially like just the the doc program is really really intense and rigorous. To be honest with you, and I have to say that to myself. I have to say things like, "You are strong. This is not going to be your life forever. You can do hard things." And I think it kind of calms my. If I go to the biology of it, I think it kind of calms my amygdala that's trying to you know have have a moment in it helps me access my prefrontal cortex that lets me know everything will be okay. I don't know exactly how, but it can be done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining Absolutely. me on the podcast and for sharing so much wisdom. Absolutely. And it was a pleasure. Again, I just, when I saw um, your your post about the podcast and just listen, got to listen to it for myself, I just think it's such a powerful thing that you're doing um listening to the stories of various women across the the world and i to hear again about your inspiration of what brought you to this podcast um just was very very special so i i thank you for providing this platform thank you kimberly
Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.